Hello everyone, welcome to Tea Time Reports. This is Trevor here, and I'm joined by Caden, and we're going to be discussing the Tampa Bay Rowdies uh, match uh, from this past Saturday. They played New Mexico United FC, and it was a it was a really awesome game. We were there. Mom and Pops was there. Um, the whole family, pretty much. Uh, shout out to Morgan and Ty for also going. Uh, we wound up winning three to two. Um, it should have been three nil. Uh, because both of their goals were offsides, and we need fucking VAR in this league. Legit but so offsides, bro. Just blatantly offsides, Bullshit. and they just give them two. Like, the first goal is like, okay, I can see a ref maybe missing that, but the second one was blatantly offsides, um, and it's the only reason they were in the game was because they just had two offside goals. Um, but our goals were class, and Charlie Dennis is up for MVP for a reason. He's a sniper. So I, I just, you know, hopefully if you're out there and you're a Rowdies fan, you guys, you know, checked out this game from this past Saturday. I believe we're now second in our in our conference with that win. Um, so that's also something to keep an eye out for. But Cal Jennings is mid. Cal um, Jennings is very mid, and we saw that because J.J. Williams had that red card. So uh, <laughs> honestly, we really need him back next game. And, you know, what, what I was really surprised with is, you know, last game we did get two red cards, which, fucking bullshit. And both of the red cards were just from double, uh, double yellows. And... The refs are terrible. Uh, so they were just, like, legit last game, they were just handing out cards. They were handing out cards like it was nothing. No, J.J. Like, Williams got his red card because he yelled at the ref. I think he called him a bitch. <laughs> and he got a red card. <laughs> I mean, they are bitches. And, like, if yeah. you actually watch a live broadcast of any of the USL Championship games... You will just blatantly mm-hmm. notice and just see the prevalent problem of the terrible referees. The, the commentators legit shit on the referees. Like I, I don't know it's bad. I don't know if USL needs to like have their CEO or president come watch a game just to be able to tell how fucking awful these ref, these these refs are. I I don't know what else needs to happen for them to just drop the money on VAR. Like at, at that point, just please. Like if the ref, you don't worry about replacing the refs with higher quality ones. Just have VAR because the calls can be reversed. The shitty calls that are actually game changing can be reversed. Like the it needs to happen. I mean, everyone in the stands is calling for VAR mm. all the time. Every game I've been to this so this year so far at Alang, there's been awful, awful calls, and it's not just on the rowdies. It's on everyone. It's these refs just fucking suck. Like they are awful. And that just needs to change as soon as possible. Maybe this upcoming season, I would I would like to see a change in that regard because it just it needs to happen with Indy's new with Indy's team getting this 1.2 billion dollar um, cash injection into this league. I, I they need to make some changes to make the quality of play better. Yeah, and you know honestly right now, you know I'm looking at the uh, the lineups in front of me, and you know looking at last game as well, we were against another dual striker setup. And this game against another dual striker setup, and the more and more we face just these, you know, hard, hard nosed offenses like Sacramento, like um, New Mexico uh, United, we just get better and better and better every single time. And you know, we talk all the time about our back line, our back four, and especially our back two, Forrest Lasso and and uh, Frederick Lehman. But our our backs, our fullbacks, don't really get enough. Don't really get enough love, in my opinion. We do, you know, I do think Connor Antley is is very mid. You know, he's not surprisingly good. But Gwilin, Gwilin is, you know, he's you can see he's making the set pieces. He's, he's captain, telling people bro. what to do. You know, people on the team look up to him and look at him for answers. You know, 
when we're looking at who Neil Collins is yelling at, who, who Neil Collins is telling directions to, he's telling directions to Aaron Whelan. Yeah, because and he trusts him exactly. to make decisions. Mm-hmm. And, and he just passed 100 starts for us this mm-hmm. season. And uh, with uh, with Lawrence Wyke in at at a uh, right back, I was you know I was, I was kind of iffy on that. But when you really think about it, I do like it more. I just feel like what would have been a better option was to drop Spalding back at at, at fullback and move um, maybe Dayon Harris at a uh, at right wing there in 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 replacement of Ryan Spalding. But that. That would have not worked out for us because Ryan Spaulding ended up having himself a day, had yeah. two goals. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about him. And and just goes to another thing I wanted to say. As soon as like Wyke got in, it's his second game back. Um, you know, we've seen a little bit more activity. I feel like out of our midfield, even more than before. Explosiveness, I would say. And I just feel like because Wyke, you know, he has the MLS experience. Even though he wasn't um, starting in Nashville, he actually like. You can you can see that he's a speed uh, a, a notch ahead of everyone else on the pitch mm-hmm. or at least most people. He has that speed. He has the handles. He's a really good dribbler. And honestly, like the one thing that gets like me more than anything about him is his touch. Like yeah. whenever someone's passing to him, I don't see him ever make a blatant error mm. or a blunder. Like he's controlling the ball and he gets it to his teammate. He sets. He makes set pieces too, and he was yeah. and he has been. Um, but Ryan Spalding is. Just genuinely that assist king, yeah. and he, he got his he got his he got his got food his, tonight. Got his goals today, yeah. Right, yeah. During the game, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no. I, I, another guy you were talking about was uh, Dayon Harris came off the bench, um, mm-hmm. but honestly, with the subs, the only reason I feel like we won because the refs were literally about to let us lose this game. They were, yeah. Um, due to these, I mean, again, just if you guys want, go look it up. Go look up these fucking goals that New Mexico had. They were both blatantly offsides. Like, if this was in Premier League or the fucking Saudi League, like, bro, people are dead. Like, there's there's fucking ramifications to these fucking calls, bro. There's going to be a riot in the stadium. Yeah. Like, dead ass, bro. Like, I know it's a USL Championship League, but I'm not trying to sit here and have, you know, refs from your local fucking... Exactly, bro. YMCA League, YMCA League, fucking come in here and make terrible calls. Mm-hmm. And it was obvious. But Dayon Harris, shout out to him off the bench. Speedy, really reliable player for us. But yeah. I think uh, as soon as him and Schroeder came on, more chances were made. And, you know, we kept we kept possession time on our side in the second half, yeah. especially towards the towards the end. We did explode in the second half. And we had those two goals in the second half. And it was due to, you know, a lot of substitutions we did make. And I feel like, you know, we did sub out Jan Ekra. And we got to see the young boy Jake Arman, and you know Jake Arman's been hurt this season. Was hurt for the end of last season, so we didn't really see a lot of him last season for the games that we went to. Yeah, and we haven't seen any of him this season. Uh, and really, his first appearance was not bad. He came no. off the bench, was a solid player. Looks healthy. Looks healthy. He was making good passes to Doherty, and he's fast as shit. He was. He is fast. As he shit. is fast. As and shit. and. He's clean as hell. He has a fucking nice-ass lineup, cool-ass haircut. Like, that's pretty cool. I, I'm glad that, you know, uh, w- he was given some reps mm-hmm. and some time this past match. Because I'd like to see him start. Yeah. And I think he can. Uh, especially with, like, our lack of depth at, you know, yeah. at all positions right now because of injuries. And uh, we just, again, Caden was talking about the two red cards from... 
the week prior for Antley and J.J. Williams. And if both of those guys were in, I feel like this would have been like a 5-0 yeah. win. Yeah, but honestly, no matter who was in, the two offside goals were just going to... They were just going to give them yeah, to, to them anyway. Bullshit, bro. And you look at who, like, who on their team scored, they were both defenders. Yeah. <laughs> they were both... The one, a center back scored the first the first goal over the header. And then it was uh, like a tap in for the for the for the last goal, which Both. was clearly offside. Yeah. I didn't really see the first one because um, I was just looking away, looking off into like nowhere. But uh, the the last goal, I was I you know I was really I was really intent on on saying that that was completely offside. It's like it was clearer than day, even when they showed it on the uh, the jumbotron. The, jumbotron. the ref was on that side of the field. It was right up ahead, like right up above him. The jumbotron was, and they showed the play. It's like, bro, look up. Whole stadium just goes crazy when they play the the, the play. It was ret- it was stupid. Yeah, it was just bro. so stupid, bro. And it just sucks because like some of those goals, you know, not just for the rowdies, but really do decide wins and losses for some mm-hmm. of these teams. And the refs just blatantly like kind of throwing these games or just giving these points out because they don't want to make the right call, nor do they like see the right call. What do they care? And it just doesn't seem like they give a fuck because they're just trotting around like oh yeah, yeah, yeah. this this guy on Saturday was a complete doofus, um, just a waste of space on the pitch, um, and I you know it's funny like you're supposed to like love soccer especially if you're a ref you know like you want to see the game played right but these guys just come out for their Dairy Queen paycheck and it, it really it it's honestly gotten to me mm-hmm. especially this past weekend I'm like I'm fucking sick of this. Like, I'm actually sick of this. Like, these yeah. refs suck, and I'm, I'm going to keep going back to it this episode because mm-hmm. it just needs to be said. Like, it, again, if they got another goal and tied it up, it, it should have been 3-1. Yeah. Like, even then. It, who knows? Maybe they would have probably given them another offside goal. Yeah, probably, man. But, uh, you know, talking about people who shouldn't have been on the pitch, Cal Jennings. Cal yeah. Jennings had uh, a, an amazing squandered attempt. Maybe, I think he had two. And uh, the one was directly in front of the goal. Beautiful cross from Spalding in. And he fucking field goal. Like, wrong sport. Wrong sport. Into the, into yeah. the crowd. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, honestly, he shouldn't have even been the backup. No. Like, we bought him. And when we got him, I was, you know, I was really, really excited because he has a ponytail. And he has very good MLS experience. You know, played a couple games. Started a couple games in MLS. And wasn't he was supposed that to be ago. a big thing for us. You no, know, he was supposed to be the man. And J.J. <laughs> Williams was supposed to be the fucking backup. And they switch roles. You know, Cal Jennings came out uh, in the in the first game of the season, in the first couple weeks of the season as starter. We, you know, we it's obvious that we were lacking, we were losing games, drawing games, not scoring any points because of him. And it wasn't like the Rowdies. Like even like everyone, everyone who's watched the Rowdies know that we play, you know, an explosive fun brand of football and that those first couple weeks it is it, with, J, with, J, with Cal Jennings in it's crazy how much one player can make a difference to the entire team's play as a whole yeah it just looked like we we're a lot more sluggish with him there Cal yeah. Jennings is not a true number nine no um uh, if anything bro uh, he needs to learn like midfield and he just needs to get good at passing which even then he's not yeah. Like he's he is legitimately mid in every aspect of the game. Um bl- blunders up in front of the goal, um mishandles, you know, towards the center line. 
And but it flashes was, of brilliance, weirdly enough. Like that one goal he had where he you know, he was facing two defenders, he ran out to the corner, you know, got shook both of them, ran back in, got a goal. Like that was a great Don't run get by me him. wrong, you see the upside. Exactly, I see the upside. But I also see a shit ton of downside. And the downside I see is him losing us games. Yeah. When he's in. getting bodied in the box. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there was points in the second half where Charlie Dennis was, you know, they cleared the ball up to him towards the center line, and Cal Jennings was wide open making a run, and Ke- Charlie Dennis just didn't even fucking pass it to him. I don't blame him. Like, no, like, I, I think that, you know, that might that might have been the smartest play yeah, of the game. Honestly. Don't give it to that guy. And you're talking he's, more about Cal. Like Charlie Dennis, like, oh my god, what a performance from the lad. Yeah. What a performance. He is, like, he is solidifying, slowly, slowly but surely, solidifying his role as MVP. No, yeah, I mean, and, you know, with Leo Fernandez, our, our MVP, and our offensive production out, you know, probably till playoffs, we needed someone like Charlie Dennis to step up. Like, he's not going to wow you with his handles, you Your know. Golden assist. No, no, don't get me wrong, like, he is a productive player, but, you know, physically and cosmetically, it's not the prettiest game, but that doesn't matter for him. He's incredibly accurate with the ball. Mm. If you want a a PK or a free kick, you gotta put Charlie Dennis on the ball there. He's accurate, he can layer a ball, like, a pure sniper with with his Mm. his footwork, and as well as, it doesn't matter what the distance is. I've noticed he's able to take shots at different angles. He creates those chances to begin with, and he also finishes. Like ever since he was called up to like pretty much not called up, but ever since he was pretty much asked to do more about four or five weeks ago, mm-hmm. he's been he's been fucking really good with JJ Williams. That yeah, combo yes. is real, mm-hmm. and I, I, I want to see more of that. But I just want to touch back up on Cal Jennings. I, I was just shitting on him, uh, and we were behind the opposition's bench. Really good seats. Really good night. Kind of humid. Um, but just all night, I'm just saying, yo, Cal, you suck. You know, you are mid. And then this guy, a couple rows ahead of me, he looks back at me, he's like, bro, that's Listen a fucking me. compliment. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I, I you know, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. He, like you said, he had high expectations coming into the season for us. He was supposed to be a different kind of offensive weapon, but he has been nothing but, like, just mm-hmm. kind of a disappointment. And, you know, I just, I don't see much hope for him this season. You know, maybe Neil Collins needs another, you know, off season with the guy. But uh, I, I, you know, just watching his play and watching him, you know, get get these chances in front of goal or, you know, on the other side of the pitch, like he's they're relying on him to make a play, and he just fucking sells the bag. Yeah. Like I've seen that more than I've seen him do a like a, make a good play. Yeah. Like he doesn't make set pieces that much. He doesn't have a lot of assists. Spalding's mm. doing his job better than him. And then you have your goal guy and J.J. Williams or Charlie Dennis. You know what? And I even like Delgar's performance this past weekend. I did I, like Delgar. I liked him off the wing. He's He knows what he's doing. He sets up good plays. He's good at crossers. Mm-hmm. Like, everything... He's better at everything than what I've seen Cal Jennings. And I think Cal Jennings should just be moved back to midfield. Yeah. Stop and putting him in the single striker mm-hmm. position where so much falls on his shoulders. No, it's just I don't like him at midfield because... I mean, I, because there's more. You really think about it, there's more that falls on your shoulder when you're at midfield. It's a lot harder to be a midfielder than it is to be any other position on the field except for a goalkeeper. That is the hardest position to play except for a goalkeeper. The easiest position to play except for I mean, the easiest position to play. Period. 
except for Ball Boy, is striker. You're really just there waiting for well, chances. I'm so. just saying. I'm just saying, move him back in the midfield, not because he'll be able to like take up the responsibility off it, but at least he'll be able to work with more guys. He'll have three other helpers instead of just him being the one man show up front. And I know that the midfielders come in and attack, but I feel like him just learning and trying to get like hone in on his passing ability. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm not saying I don't even want him to start the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I want him to come off the fucking bench and just go to wing. Take on, take out Dayon. Just yeah. let him, let, let him. He's fast. Yeah. He is fast. Cal mm-hmm. Jennings is a speedster. Yeah, but like I, I just, I don't think he has any handle or any intellect for the striker position, especially even if he's not even doing well in this league. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine him starting an entire MLS season. Yeah. I'm sure there would be lackluster production. I, I, I don't know if he even played one. Yeah, he started a couple games in MLS. He did, and, and it's just. I think it was for LAFC, I believe. That's just shocking because you see Wyke's immediate impact, and then he has no impact from the start of the season. And Wyke's been here two games, and he's already showed some explosiveness and production. Uh, you know, he's touching the ball a lot. Cal Jennings, no one trusts him. I feel like yeah, he played for LAFC 2022, 2021. He he played uh, three matches in 2022, six matches in 2021, zero goals, zero assists. But Which he played. Yeah, he, he played, played, but there you go. Exactly. There you go. Look up, you know, go look up Lacava or something. You're gonna find a better stat line than shit that. Lacava. He didn't do shit. Okay. No. Well, we got him back as we well. Did get and that back. Was... Yeah, we can talk about him now. And you know, one thing that sucks about getting Lacava right now is honestly it doesn't suck for us. It just sucks for him because he was on Inter Miami. And if you know anything about, if you've been in the soccer world. If you've been fucking awake. Exactly. You know that Lionel Messi is coming to America. You know he's coming to Inter Miami. The team that Jake Lacava was on. And just because of a couple months difference, we got him now. So Jake Lacava had no opportunity to play with Messi. Which is, I feel really bad for him on that, that ordeal. But I'm very happy to see him back. Oh no, I'm very happy to see I, him I would back. like the Rowdies to buy him and buy his contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm so excited to see him back, uh, different hairstyle this season, mm. fuck with it. Um, fuck with same tattoos, cool as hell. Yes. Uh, let me just say one thing about him last year, and, and I'll say this about him this year. Looks like he lost a little weight, first of all, mm. put on some muscle. But another thing I'd like to say about him was how accurate his touch passes were, were yeah. last season. I, I want that element brought back in. Mm. And, and, and especially when JJ gets back, like yeah. the perfect crosser guy. Yeah. Is going to be Lacaba. Mm-hmm. You want headers, perfect spotting. Yeah, that's Lacaba. He was doing that for us. I feel like all last year, not really the headers and stuff, but like but creating was, those chances. He was also a, you know a finishing right midder, and only like you know, what I have right now in my mind is tension, and I'm looking at the tension between who's going to start. Who do I want to start? Because I see a lot of ups upside in Sebastian Delgard. I, I see what he yes. can do. Yes, I've seen him go in there. Two assists, two games in a row, and you know, you know, one assist his first game starting, another assist last last game. He he's been putting up numbers. He's been you know doing what he needs to do. Except the only thing I don't like about Dalgard is he's not fast. He doesn't really have the skills to you know dribble past a defender like that. Not gonna lie, mm-hmm. he's like Charlie Dennis, but a little quicker with his handles and footwork. Yeah, with the ball. He, I would just yeah, I would just say he's um, Charlie Dennis is. Overall, better player, and uh, Dalgard 
you know, I I do want. Um, I like him at right wing, bro. I do like him at right wing, but I I want Harris to you know maybe start a little bit. But I love Lacava. Yeah, I love Lacava so much, and that's why I'm so torn. Is because Lacava has the boast as the best of both worlds mm. between Dayon Harris and 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 Dalgard. He has the touch, he has the speed, and he has the intuition yeah. to play these spots. You know what I mean? He has. What both of these players, you know, Dalgard and Harris, are lacking. He has it, except they're just a little bit worse. Now that we're talking about these guys, I guess now we do have kind of a surplus at that position, we a did. little bit of uh, a little bit of Leeway. depth in that right side of the midfield. I, I I wonder if you know any of these guys are going to be able to step up and you know fill in some of the other gaps in that. Um, because we don't have the complete full depth to give everyone rest. Mm. Um, so we're getting lackluster starts from like Cal Jennings and stuff like that. Because I feel like even Neil Collins knows what he is now. Um, he That's pulled, why I him. Yeah, he pulled him. He was the first sub. Um, so I, I just think, you know, we got to just continue to circle and circulate our good players, give our good guys rest some of these games as mm. well. And Neil Collins has done a phenomenal job of that. Yeah. Like, every week, you know, there's obviously a roster change. But, you know, even with that, he's been winning these these games, these gritty games where the refs are against him. Or, you know, tying the number one team in the USL Championship League. Just, you know, you would hope that we see this production, Mm -hmm. like, carried throughout the rest of the season so that we can get Leo back for the playoff time and... Yeah, you know, take it all the way. But what's your prediction for uh, for next game, next and game. what are your thoughts on who should be starting at? Uh, I guess that right wing and right mid. Honestly, the right wing, I do feel like Lacava should start, just because you know, big Lacava guy. But you know, you can say that you know, last performance, your know, last game, he didn't really do much, but he was out of position. You know, and you, just like you were talking about, seeing Neil Collins face diversity, 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 diversity. Look at how he coped with diversity this game. Yeah. We had two red cards last game. So now what he's seeing about doing is, you know, he moved Wyke back to back to fullback. You know, we have a you know, fast, defensively aware guy that's very smart. He's a CDM, very you, smart to put in there. You could tell he didn't like it. Exactly. He, he was like but, fucking, ugh. But it was game. the best, it was the best position for him to play at. That game. That game. For sure. And then you see, you know, Cal Jennings doing bad, doing rough, you know, has a rough game, getting tired, so we need to sub him out. But we don't have that, you know, bona fide, you know, one striker, you know, a guy that we can just throw in there and be the one striker because, you know, we don't have any guys that are athletic enough we to do We don't have that. Leo. Exactly. <laughs> so we had to put in two, you know, two strikers. So when, when we subbed out Cal, we, you know, changed the entire formation, put a two striker set up at the front. Moved Lacava and Felix Schroeder in, and they played striker, and that was why I thought we saw you know a little bit you know lackluster of Lacava. Not only that he was only in for like you know ten minutes, but it was also that he was out of position. You know he's not big enough to play striker. He's not physical enough to play striker. He doesn't have you know he's playing striker like a winger would play striker. Yeah. You know he's if striker was playing a winger, you'd see. You legit, you know, you you know, and yeah. it's the same thing. You know, because he was playing striker like a winger. A striker would play winger like a striker. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, you can just tell the switch up and play style. Mm. Uh, someone I do want to see more of is Felix Schroeder. Um, I know the midfield is, you know, we have a surplus. Yeah, so we kind of got buried there. But I mean, if we ever do need a right back again, I mean, why not put him back there? I know he's no. a little small. Hell no, no, hell no, don't put him. He's a striker. 
you know, he is a striker. Why isn't he, like, why, I don't know why he didn't start over Cal Jennings then. Uh, he's small. That's why. He's, he's like, five foot nine, five foot ten. But he's way better with ball handling, in my opinion. I just, yeah. I want to see that at some point if we have to. If, mm. you know, JJ needs a rest, Cal is just, like, they're done with him. Mm-hmm. I would like to see Felix Schroeder take helm, you know, and hell, we've maybe. Seen him, we've seen him execute, though. He no, had that he has. Goal against Miami FC, I think. Yeah, that was, like, I the first five games, I yeah. think. He had a couple, couple he really good plays. He scored with his dick or something. Yeah, he may have. Been, he may have you I mean, JJ know. scored with his dick. I saw that. We had that hat trick. A couple dick goals. Hell yeah. But uh, next game, El Paso Locomotive. This is a big game. El Paso is a pretty good team. Yeah, I noticed that they are pretty solid. We did play them earlier in the year. Um, no, we haven't played them yet. We haven't? No, okay. we, we played a Rio Grande Valley. Ah, uh, yeah, That's they sucked. Played. They sucked. Yeah. And their stadium sucks. They're, like, they're really stadium bad. Sucks. It was out in the middle of a bum fuck nowhere. Well, no, like, so the it's... whole format of it. Like, they had, like, indoor seating at the bottom. Yeah. And then, like, shitty high school benches up top. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, f- like weird crippled fence. Like, yeah. it was just a weird... It was a terrible stadium. Mm-hmm. That I feel bad for them. It, fuck Indy getting a new stadium. They need a new fucking stadium. A shout out to Rio Grande Valley <laughs> no, FC. It's out in the middle of like, what is that, New Mexico, I believe? <laughs> no, that's Texas. Texas? Rio yeah, Rio that's Grande? Texas. That's okay. like West Texas. I know I it's, I know it's, it's a border town. Uh, so it's out in the middle of nowhere. Who the fuck wants to go there? It's like southwestern Texas. It's like touching Mexico. Yeah, it's a border town. So, uh, and not that surprising. There should be a surplus of talent yeah. down there. There really should be. I'm not even trying to be rude, bro. Like that ass, yeah. bro. You're touching Mexico. You should be able to get the. Well, get, where's, your, where's your scouting, scouting team, yeah. bro? And, and they're shit. Mm. But sorry, continue. But uh, you know, facing El Paso Locomotive is uh, no e- easy face. They're, I think the uh, right now I'm looking at the points, and they are the third best team in the league. Mm. That is uh, it, honestly, if we can. We yeah. tied with Sacramento. Exactly. If we can tie with Sacramento, then we can beat anybody. Yeah. We can beat Sacramento. We could have, we should have beat yeah. Sacramento. It was just the lackluster of off- offensive production and a couple of blunders, uh, you know, inside the, the keeper's box. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I predict we'll win this game. I, you know, I've been looking at the standings. El Paso is a little bit scary. And they the, do have someone who's in the top five for goal yes. scores. Uh, Luis... Solignac. And their goalie um, isn't bad. Yeah, really? He's not bad. Okay. Um, so, just something to think about. But I think we're going to win this 3-1. Um, again, we're going to be away. The Rowdies will not be playing at Alang for a couple weeks now. We just had three home July games. July 8th. Is next time, Ooh, right? July 8th. A couple yeah. weeks. Um, Keep that in your calendar, though, if you're listening. And Make Don't sure worry. We're going to hopefully be able to see this uh, televised so we can do another recap episode, but if we're not able to pump out recap episodes about some of these Rowdies games, it's because we didn't see them or we weren't able to uh, find the local coverage, but they, we should be able to watch the game for sure. We'll stream it, if anything. Um, but, yeah, no, I think we'll win handily 3-1 um, because JJ's going to be back mm-hmm. um, and he's got to start. He's been, he was rested. Shout out to our Instagram and Twitter at Tea Time Reports. Caden got a nice uh, selfie with JJ as well as Leo. Uh, Fernandez, we, we went to all three of these home games in the stretch, and they were a vibe. Mm-hmm. You know, some rain in the second one against Sacramento FC, but this last one, I was shocked that it was nearly a packed house. Yeah. It was nearly, like, genuinely about 2,000 away from being full. Mm-hmm. Um, and that shocked me because against Sacramento FC, it was fucking empty. Mm-hmm. It was fucking empty against the best team in the league, and we tied them. And then, you know, and I also think the messy signing 
has a lot to do with just the overall popularity of soccer slash football in America. I think any, like everyone you know that has a fucking iPhone is going to be like, oh wow, Messi's in America. Holy mm-hmm. fuck, I'm going to go check out. You know, St. Louis City, FC. Exactly. Or, or that might even, you know, especially if you're in Florida, that might drive you to just look up some, you know, especially if they're in your area. If you're in Orlando, you need to be watching yeah. some Orlando City FC games. They're yeah. fucking Orlando good. City, you know, if you're in Miami, you have two teams in Miami. Go watch Miami FC if you if you can't afford to go watch, you know, uh, Miami. The MLS, which yeah, understandably. Inter-Miami. Especially Inter. Inter Miami because those teams those especially with Messi in now the, check, those the tickets cheapest are gonna tickets be are four hundred seventy seven dollars yeah I I might I know I'm gonna I have to go <laughs> at least one time in my life because I missed out on seeing Tom Brady play when he was in Tampa so but uh, keep this in mind the U S Open Cup yeah um if doesn't matter where you oh, are in America this is this is the craziest part there is a go. percentage chance. There's a percentage chance in the next two, three years, however long Messi decides to play, if you if you have a local USL or MLS team, you need to keep your eye out on the schedule because there is a possibility that you will get to see Messi live. Mm. Like he will he will like the USL teams play MLS teams in the US Open Cup. So the Houston Dynamo, they've played the, the fucking rowdies. At Al Lang. At Al Lang. You're able to see these MLS teams at your fucking USL stadium prices. Which is like, which is cool because like, you have the MLS team, you know, Houston Dynamo, coming in to, to, to play the Rowdies at Al Lang. Actually, we were, it was a draw. So it was either we were going to face Miami FC, Inter-Miami, or Houston Dynamo. And we got drawn Houston Dynamo. So it was, just, that was the only like, it's really up to chance. You just gotta like keep up with the draws. But still, and I would like we were talking about this all game long. Like imagine if imagine if Leo Messi was at Alang Stadium in St. Pete. Like that, uh, my first life all, is complete. First of all, all seventy five hundred seats are full. There's mm-hmm. gonna be you know kids everywhere trying to get you know pictures with him because he's a fucking icon. I'm gonna be trying every no, no every kids. Every, anybody who has a fucking brain is going to be trying to get a picture with Leo on that. It, it, the vibe would be immaculate. He'd bring some of that, you know, otherworldly soccer to America in general. Exactly. That alone is going to be something. And, you know, even in the MLS season when he's going to be traveling and the team's going to be traveling and playing the other MLS teams, you know, if you're in Orlando, you know, if you're in fucking Houston, if you're in New York, if you're in San Diego, shout out to the San Diego team. They just got fucking pushed up to MLS. Mm-hmm. There's got to be a relegation system soon, though. In the I next, think 2030 yeah. is when the next expansion teams get added. And That's uh, fucking terrible, uh, though. Uh, San Diego Loyal will be a part of one of those. I that I might be wrong on that. Well, so no, they already, got, they already got moved up. No, they haven't. Oh, I thought they already did. They have signed the contract. To be moved up when the next uh, expansion like season is. I don't know when it is though. I think it's either. Uh, Hopefully it's soon. I, exactly. I, I know it's soon. That's, that's the only thing I know. It's because soon. they also do need to low key build the MLS bigger now, and it's now more than ever. And I think the messy thing is going to push things along even more. But that's the um, point. Yeah, now more than ever. And, and I hope that you know, I, I don't want the rowdies to get moved up. But if they do, you know, I want Alang to be built up. Yes. You know, I want them. I don't you know, want us to move. If they have to play Tropicana for a season while they build up Al Lang, that's totally fucking fine. But if they were to play anywhere, I believe they would play at uh, Random James. James, just because before we played it, you know, we weren't even playing Al Lang our whole history. Yeah, you know, back in the you know, '90s and 
uh, I'm pretty sure as as uh, early as the early 2000s, we were playing at uh, at uh, Raymond James. Yeah. So it's just you know, mom. We our mom when she was going to USF, she used to go to the games at at uh, Raymond James, and uh, I would like you know just to have a bigger stadium for the for the Rowdies, but I don't want it to be an NFL stadium. Especially not. I have nothing against uh, Raymond James. Raymond James, but it's just but mid. Exactly. It's very mid, and for some reason, the vibes at Al Lang are fucking different. Now they're way better than Raymond James. They're way better than Tropicana at Al Lang. Al Lang is one of the best stadiums in this country. It's just, it's just different. Man. Seriously, if you're ever like genuinely, if you're ever free and you ever like come down to Tampa or Orlando and you're you know coming down and traveling Florida or something, you know. Maybe you want to catch a soccer game. You happen to be in downtown St. Pete. Even if you don't want to watch it, just go walk down the pier and just look at the fucking immaculate energy and vibes. Yeah. Like, the marina's right there. The wind. You get to see choppers. Like, the, the storm night. Again, when we, when we were playing Sacramento FC, there was, like, fuck. There was <coughs> heaven opening up in exactly. the sky. It, it was, was beautiful. It was beautiful. And then it poured. <laughs> it, it poured and rained us out, but... Definitely, just Alang needs to stay, and it needs to be a part of Rowdy's culture forever. Because if they go to Raymond James, like I'm also just thinking about the the entire theme is red. It's a sellout. You know, it, it, we're all going to be sitting in the red chairs. Okay. You know, like it's just not. It's not. I want to Alang. I want to see bro. green and gold. You know, I want to see the Rowdies have their own space. And if you go to Alang, it's literally dedicated exactly to it's the Rowdies. Now. Dedicated to the green and gold. It's fucking Rowdies through and through. And it does great things for the city of St. Pete, I'm sure. And it's just a vibe, bro. And I, I want to see them grow in the MLS with Al Lang, a part of it. And, you know, maybe Neil Collins sticks around until, you know, maybe uh, you know he realizes, you know, this is my calling, this to be the Rowdies head coach and, and manager until I fucking die. And, see, uh, I would hope that would happen. But what else, you know, something else I hope that happens is that he can make his way into Europe. And he can make his way up up the ranks because he's already getting calls from Walsall and different places like that. I don't want to see him go to Walsall just because they're mid. They're not even mid. They're just they're dog shit. <laughs> uh, they play in EFL League Two, and that is the uh, I believe it's the fourth tier. It, it's just to that point where like they're gonna throw him a contract and it's gonna be exactly. you know five t- five times the amount he's making now. Exactly, but he's he's gonna be playing. You know, he's gonna be. He's going from a potential championship squad in USL mm-hmm. to a mid-table squad in Walsall. But with the mind that Will Co- that Neil Collins has, I believe he can be a good coach in Europe. I do. No, I do he believe could. he can. He could, bro. He and brings professionalism. Best, yeah, best case scenario for Neil Collins is that he does move over there and he does do good, and he can get the hell out of Walsall as quick as he can. You know, he can go and you know maybe you know work his way up the ranks. We saw. Uh, you know, uh, what's what's his name? Uh, the Spurs. Tottenham just Tottenham just hired a coach, and uh, he's I'm pretty sure he's a young coach, and his only major coaching experience was two years in the Scottish Premier League, mm-hmm. and he won both of those both of those titles. You know, both years he was there. So they're giving him a shot. They are giving him a shot, and I you know if that can happen with Neil Collins, Neil Collins has moved his way up the rank. He's a Scot. He's a Scot through and through. And, uh, he is a he is a scouser. He's a, not, no, he's not a no, scouser. He's, he's a Scot. He's a Scot. I apologies to all the Scots out there. Exactly. The, the and Scots, the Scousers. Scots hate the Scousers. I think. I think the Scousers hate the Scots. I'd imagine so. <laughs> <laughs> the logic there just adds up. It does add up. But uh, no, I mean, 
I, I, what was your prediction for the El Paso game, real quick? El Paso game. My, my prediction is just because you know I I do respect three one and I do see it happening. It's very very evident that it can happen, especially from these uh, these performances that we've been putting out. But uh, I I do think it'll be a little bit closer, more of a uh, either a one zero or a two one game for the mm-hmm. Rowdies. Okay. I do think we go in there and handle business. It's just it'll be a hard gritty game, and uh, we are gonna like the, uh, the the comeback of of JJ Williams this game. Yeah, he's I, I see him getting the goal, maybe an assist. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, I mean it, it's definitely looking up. We we look sound. We're looking a lot better than we did at the start of the season. We're coming into form, and let's just hope that Leo Fernandez has a speedy recovery. Hopefully, bro, and he can be back for playoffs because it looks like you know the 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 team formats and the the pyramid is kind of it's kind of shaping out in this mm-hmm. league right now. We know who's good. We know who's ass water. Exactly. Um, but you know, moving forward to El Paso, let's hope we can secure that bag. And then uh, I'm excited for the next Outlang home game, that's for sure. Mm. But uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this uh, Tampa Bay Rowdies match recap episode. Caden, is there anything else you'd like to add? Somos Rowdies. Somos Rowdies. Take care, everyone. Peace.